This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Great to have you along. Libby returns tomorrow. So, how upset are you that the rotating postal strikes are now into a fifth week? Are you angry with the Postal Union, Canada Post, the federal government, or everyone? Or does postal delivery affect you very little these days, since many of us do so much of our bill paying online and rarely send letters or cards anymore because of email? And what about holiday shopping? Are you going to the actual retail stores rather than ordering gifts online for fear the gifts might not get to you in the mail before Christmas? I want to hear from you. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Joining us for the discussion is Mike Duquette, president of the Scarborough Local of the Canadian Union of Postal Workers, and Dina LeBeau, president of the Toronto chapter of CARP, A New Vision of Aging. Hello to you both. Hi there. Mike, Canadians are in limbo at the moment as the federal government prepares back-to-work legislation while at the same time encouraging both sides to negotiate a settlement. Your perspective, please, on where we are right now. Well, I'm not very uh, happy with the proposed legislation uh, because it then becomes, uh, there's no incentive then for Canada Post to negotiate a deal once uh, the threat of legislation uh, is comes into play. Um, history has taught us that Canada Post will just basically stop uh, negotiating and just let it ride. Uh, you know, I've been on the job for 43 years. I've been through cases where we've been legislated back to work. And uh, generally, when you get legislated back to work like that, both sides are unhappy because Canada Post won't get what they want and we won't get what we want. And we don't make a deal with each other. It's uh, an imposed deal by a third party on both sides. And, uh, Sometimes nobody's happy. So, But isn't that uh, the art of compromise, that a deal is imposed on both sides, but it doesn't give either side everything that they want? Well, no, both sides shouldn't get a, either side shouldn't get everything they want. Uh, but sometimes both sides are unhappy because the most important thing to them uh, wasn't addressed by the third party. Uh, and a lot of it has to depend on what the actual legislation says. Uh, in terms of what it's referencing to. Um, we were ordered back in 2011, and the courts ruled that that was unconstitutional uh, and overturned the Harper legislation of ordering us back to work. But by the time that all happened, we were already back at work for a considerable period of time. But the problem with the Harper uh, back-to-work legislation was it tied the hands of the arbitrator that he had to accept one side's offer or the other side's offer. He couldn't make a compromise. And that was ruled as being unconstitutional. Uh, and, and that legislation was thrown out. 
So it depends on what the Liberals put in this uh, ruling, uh, in this legislation, um, to see whether or not they fall in the same trap again. Well, what do workers want this time, Mike? And as you mentioned, you've been with the Canada Post for 43 years, so you've seen a lot of strikes, you've seen a lot of issues, you've seen issues be resolved, and now we're hearing a lot about health and safety. So help us understand what the real concerns are for letter carriers. Um, so we have the highest injury rate in the federal service. Uh, we have more injuries per, per capita and per hour's work uh, than people who work in the mines or work on the railways or uh, the longshoremen who are loading and offloading boats. How is that possible? Uh, we have a lot of slips and falls, uh-huh. uh, a lot of those kind of injuries. We have some uh, injuries that, you know, a gradual onset when you're carrying 30 pounds of mail every day, right. uh, you know, for 20 or 30 years. You know, it's very common for letter carriers to have knee replacements. But almost all letter carriers will have a knee replacement at some time in their life. Um, but see, that's you know, interesting. We a lot of us don't know that. So yeah. you're helping us understand what the actual issue is, which we haven't really heard a whole lot about. Mm-hmm. Well, we we're being forced in many cases to work ten and twelve hours a day uh, against our will. I mean, we get paid overtime for it, but. Right. Many people would prefer to go home and see their families and stuff like that. But we ended up work. We work into the dark at the night, and so this is what happens: you're working ten or twelve hours a day, sometimes weeks on end. You're you're walking in the dark. You slip. You fall. You know the customers don't don't clear their sidewalks or their leaves, things like that. We have a very high injury rate, and so the, working these extra hours and long hours, which we call it overburdening. Uh, is, there's a correlation between the number of hours you work and the injury rate. And uh, that's, you know, that's a very interesting thing when you look at it and go, hey, if we worked less hours, we'd have less injuries. Um, there needs to be a solution to that kind of a problem. Uh, the other big issue for us is the uh, Rural Suburban Mail Couriers, which is the acronym is RSMC. There are the people who in the GTA are delivering mostly in the in the 905 areas to the community mailboxes but they also deliver out into the small towns you know where you where you have your cottage all those kind of places they're delivered by these RSMCs they're predominantly women about 75% women and they get uh, i believe it's 27% less pay than their male counterparts in the urban areas, like in the GTA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there was a pay equity ruling uh, earlier on in the year that said that that was, uh, you know, against uh, human rights legislation, and Canada Post had to start paying them an hourly wage. Uh, because if they, ha- they have a route that's uh, evaluated at six hours, they get paid six hours. If it takes them 10 or 12 to do it, uh-huh. they don't they don't get anything else. They're not allowed to have overtime. They're, and, they're and almost help like a me, contract worker. Help me understand, and we're speaking with Mike Duquette, president of the Scarborough Local of the Canadian Union of Postal Workers. You say the majority of these carriers in the 905 are women, but yes. the 27% less pay is regardless of your gender. It's it's the job that's the issue, right? Yes, yes, you're right. It's, it's regardless of your gender, uh, but that group of employees... When they do pay equity, you know, they look for comparable jobs between different groups of employees. And 
they said that the, the RSMCs were predominantly women. They looked at the letter carriers in the city. They said they're predominantly male. Let's compare their wages. And there's a 27% difference, right? Um, you know, so, and, and that's an important thing for a lot of people that, that pay equity. And, and you're right, I've been on here a long time on the job. And I recall myself going on strike in uh, 1981 for six weeks to get maternity leave. Nobody in the country had maternity leave. We went on strike, got maternity leave. You know, I feel real proud about that. Then everybody in the country has it. Now, today, you know, to think that you, you didn't have maternity leave, you'd be looking at them going, what? What's, what's going on? Now, Mike, uh, you know, you hear a lot of Canadians griping about, and I want to hear from you, the Zoomer Radio listener, do you think the postal workers should be legislated back? 416-360-0740, toll-free, 740 But I want to ask you this, Mike, if, as Canadians, people are seeing the Postal Service mail delivery on the way out. A lot of people are saying, you guys should be lucky you have jobs. Get back to work. Uh, stop griping and complaining. What do you say to those people? Um, I'd have to disagree with them. Uh, traditional letter mail is declining. That's true. Uh, but we still deliver, you know, flyers, uh, newspapers, things like that. And we deliver a lot of packages. Uh, we deliver, we're the largest package delivery company in Canada. We deliver more than anybody else. Uh, and that part of the business is always going up. It's going up 20% a year as people buy things online. Uh, so we're very relevant in that way. Um, small businesses, um, they rely on us. We're still the cheapest way of delivering something. You know, you can go to Purolator, you can go to UPS. Uh, but they'll charge you two or three times as much as what the post office does. So uh, most businesses use us because we're the cheapest. Um, and some of those courier companies, UPS, those kind of places, we actually deliver the product for them because they will only deliver in a large urban center. They will not deliver in a rural area at all. So, you know, I, I myself have seen you know, a tractor trailer load of UPS product, you know, dropped at a plant and unloaded and we, and we ship it out and we deliver it out in the rural areas. Um, you know, so if we go away, lots of people will have no service at all. I want to get to Adina here for just a moment before we go to the phones and the lines are filling up now uh, about whether you think the postal workers should be legislated back. How important is mail delivery to you? Well, Adina LeBeau, the Toronto chapter head with CARP, a new vision of aging, we know at CARP, uh, our advocacy Zoomers group, that the mail delivery, door-to-door mail delivery in particular, is very important to seniors, Yes. Absolutely. Seniors rely on Canada Post not only for door-to-door, but community mailboxes and the post offices. Uh, Mail carriers are also key community members and often have wonderful relationships with older clients, are touch points for seniors who might otherwise be socially isolated. Uh, They deliver package services, uh, medications, medical equipment, uh, their social assistance and pension checks. And community post offices are often important community meeting areas for seniors. Right. So seniors depend on a Canada Post. Uh, more and more, uh, you know, our seniors are doing online as well. But the 
face-to-face impact of personal door-to-door service is very, very important. Okay, we'll get back to both of you uh, to continue our discussion, but let's hear from you at home or in the car, hands-free, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. Maria in Mississauga, what do you think about these rotating postal strikes? Hi there. Uh, First of all, thank you for taking my phone call. Um, I believe that uh, Mr. Trudeau should legislate them back to work. And I say this with all due respect. Um, as far as the wages and every other issue that Canada Post is going through, that's something that should be settled between the union, the workers, and the actual company. By doing this, you're actually penalizing the taxpayers for things that aren't working. I'll give you an example. My husband applied for citizenship. Thank God I supplied my email because to this day I have not received the letter. They emailed me with the time and the ceremony uh, that was taking place. Had I not done that, they would have deemed him as a a no-show and he wouldn't have gotten his citizenship. So Canada Post workers, uh, exactly like you said, Jane, as a regular Canadian, you know what, there are hundreds of people out there looking for a decent job and can't find it. Stop your whining, stop your complaining, get to work, because I guarantee you there would be hundreds of people willing to take your job as is without any added benefits or anything else. Okay, Maria, thank you for your message. Uh, Mike, We, you did address that kind of comment that Maria just mentioned. But, you know, it struck me as you were talking about these mandatory 10 to 12 hour shifts and the 27 percent less pay. How has that come to be? How are you in a position where, especially when you're doing physical work, that you have to, that you are required by your employer to work that length of a shift? Why is it not, uh, I mean, and I guess that's what you're trying to get changed, but how did that come to be in the first place? Well, it's actually part of the Postal Service, the the Canada Post Act, is you you have to finish your route. Uh, You're not allowed to stop after eight hours. So, you know, and it gets very technical with uh, how they design a route. You know, they time all sorts of different things. And so they'll tell you the route can be done in eight hours. But when you actually do it, uh, it takes you 10 hours to do it. Uh, So it's part of the design of the routes of the letter carriers, but it's a very complicated process. Um, You know, in in terms of uh, a lot of people wanting the job, the, the starting pay now for a letter carrier is uh, $19 and change an hour. Um, and they hire predominantly men in the city uh, in, the, um, in, the, in the range between 40 and 50 years of age uh, at, at $19 an hour. If one of those people go, goes off sick, they get thirteen ninety-five an hour. They don't even get minimum wage. Uh, and they have an incredibly high turnover in staff. Um, because people come and do the job, they go, hey, I can't do this. I'm not doing this for $19 an hour. I can go get another job, a better job, same wage, but I don't have to do all this physical work. And is uh, the income part of it, is that is that part of what you are negotiating for? Because those do sound like relatively low hourly rates. Um, we are asking for, I believe, 2.9% uh, increase. I believe inflation is around 21 2.2. Mm-hmm. Um, so our, our our wage increase is, you know, relatively in line with uh, inflation. We've lost something over the few years since uh, Harpoon was in there. 
but the wages is not the big thing for us. It's not the big thing. It, well, it's if having... if the shifts are if the shifts are designed to be eight hour shifts, and you're saying in some cases it's taking ten and twelve hours to complete the shift, how are you going to change the agreement? What do you want in the agreement to ensure that you know you have your lunch break and you and you work your seven hours and then you go home? How how can you ensure that when you have all different levels of fitness, um, you know, different sizes and shapes? Some people walk faster. Some people can carry more. How are you going to put the this in one collective agreement? Uh, well, you have a very good question. Uh, and of course, everything is built on averages. If, if I have long legs, I walk faster. If I have shorter legs, I walk slower. It's all on averages. But part of the problem is the parcels. Um, you know, so they'll design a route and they'll say, hey, you're expected to get 15 parcels every day. And as the parcels are going up 20% a year and they don't redesign your route for a couple of years, all of a sudden, you know, you're supposed to be doing 15 parcels. Now you're getting 100 parcels, and that's why you're working all those extra hours. So from a technical, scientific point of view, there has to be a proper value given to those things so that they build the roots properly. Okay, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Mike Duquette is the president of the Scarborough Local of the Postal Workers, but he's also been a letter carrier for 43 years. So you're hearing directly from somebody who carries the mail. You're hearing the perspective. You're hearing the challenges and the issues. Does that make you feel different about the postal workers, or do you still think they should be mandated back to work so that we can get our mail delivery back to reliable status and get those parcels uh, for Christmas gifts. Let's go to Sharon in Hamilton. Hi, Sharon. Hello, Jane. How are you? Fine, thanks. So what do you think? I think that Trudeau should put them back to work. That's it. And what about giving them some of the things they want to to protect their health, uh, to make sure that they're safe? Yeah, Trudeau could probably do that, too. But I think I think that Trudeau should um, legislate them back to work because I sometimes I I get CDs in the mail. I'm visually impaired, and um, I have to wait a while for them to come. And how has your mail been affected since these rotating strikes started? Well, well, my mail like um, it's it's not as frequent. It's not as frequent. Frequent, no, right. but, but I'm also I'm also a senior too. I'm almost I'm 65 years old, which is not so old these days. But I take your point. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you for calling in. You're welcome. Let's go to Marion in Etobicoke. Hi, Marion. You're on hi, fight back. Hi there. No, I think they should not be legislated back. I think it's time we sat back and looked at quality of life. Wouldn't it be nice to go back to the stores and shop and chat with the people, feel the product, talk, uh, like all the things that give you good feelings? And maybe if that could happen, Canada Post has done us a favor because I agree with that other lady. They're nothing but whiners. And this would impact on the seniors. But why do these postal workers not have a guilty conscience? That's blackmailing seniors. Perhaps 
the stores where we could shop could think of another system of delivering parcels if they had to deliver them to seniors. But it's good food for thought because we're demanding an awful lot in this world and giving nothing. Okay, Marion, thanks for your call. You're welcome. Mike, uh, that uh, Marion's comment, um, at least about going out and shopping, uh, going to the bricks and mortar stores to buy your Christmas gifts, uh, brings about the, the, the offer that you were all given a couple of days ago by Canada Post, which was for a strike break. Everybody gets a thousand bucks, take a break from the strike, and we resume negotiations after the busy holiday season. Why was that a non-starter? Um, well, you know, a thousand dollars, you know, it's going to be a four-year contract and it would be binding arbitration. Uh, that's a dollar and 13 cents a day. Uh, you know, that's not quite enough money for a coffee, uh, and that's before taxes. Uh, and it's also not pensionable. You know, uh, personally, myself, I'd take a little bit less money than that if it was, you know, going into my pension plan and counted towards my pension plan. Uh, you know, and I guess I'm a senior, too. I'm 67, and uh, I'm still working. Um, you know, so there's a number of things that we're doing. So tomorrow I've been on the phone today with Canada Post making arrangements to deliver socioeconomic checks tomorrow. So somewhere in my local there'll be a picket line, but we will deliver all those socioeconomic checks to everybody tomorrow. Uh, We do not want to hurt the public. We don't want to uh, stop anybody. Uh, We're also supposed to deliver live animals, which we we deliver not so much this time of the year, but we deliver bees and things like that to farmers. Um, But, you know, I I was reading something, uh, I think it was this morning, uh, in another media, where big businesses are losing uh, money because they're complaining. So the Amazons of the world, they have a problem with us not delivering stuff on time, but the small mom-and-pop brick-and-mortar stores will reap a benefit from this because if somebody is not uh, going to order it from Amazon because they're not you know, sure that it's going to get on time, they're going to go to a brick-and-mortar store and buy the same thing. It's not as if Christmas will be cancelled um, and that money will still be spent, but it's, it may actually go into somebody in your local community's pocket as opposed to you know, some billionaire in the state. Well, that is an interesting perspective, and certainly that is my plan. Adina, uh, how many of, of our CARP members are ordering gifts online? Is that re- the issue for seniors, or is it more just uh, having having all of the, the mail and the letters and the cards come to your door every day in, in that predictable environment? Well, more and more seniors have become online shoppers, especially those older adults who have accessibility challenges shopping. But the reality is, you know, medications, medical equipment are also delivered by Canada Post. Um, And packages, uh, as Michael was saying, packages services are very, very important. Medicinal marijuana has exactly, is an issue. Exactly, that's how it ends. But it's not just that; it's for diabetes as well, and um, so medications come through Canada Post, and um, it it uh, this service is very valuable and waited for. And uh, you know, CART does appreciate that Canada Post is you know getting together to get the uh, pension checks out and the uh, social assistance checks and. Uh, you know, that, that way, 
but the disruption of, you know, postal services um, affects seniors in a variety of ways, both urban and rural. You are interested in commenting on this. The lines are jammed. We'll take a few more calls and then we've got to wrap up this segment and then talk about the tax man, the tax man making news this week uh, by the Federal Auditor General. Let's go to Alma in Mississauga. Go ahead, Alma. Uh, I'm in Kishna. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, hi, how are you, Libby? I enjoy it's Jane. your talk. It's Jane. No problem. Go ahead. Yeah. You know what? My daughter has sent you some important uh, a letter which was regarding my paycheck, and then the strike happened. So that letter is sitting with the strike people. Yes. And I'm stand still here my life. Waiting on this letter. Yeah, because I I, I need money, right? To I'm a senior. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Mike, how, because of the rotating strikes, and it's not an all-out walkout across Canada, how far behind are individual pieces of mail as a result uh, of the rotating walkouts? Uh, in terms of the different product lines, uh, the the letter mail, which would be your check, uh, you know, the check from that uh, caller, uh, those kind of things, they're not that far behind. They may be a day or two uh, late. Uh, parcels, on the other hand, that's where the backlog is building up just because of the physical size of those items. Um, so we hear these stories about the tractor trailers in, uh, full of mail. In most cases, that's parcel mail. It's not letter mail. Right. Letter mail is generally going through. You know, I know somebody who ordered something on Friday, and it was delivered on Tuesday of this week. So it, it seems to be that they're able to deal with the current um, mail that's being processed in the system. It's just this backlog of parcels that they're not able to deal with right now. Okay. Mike in Mississauga, you're our final caller before we wrap up this segment. What would you like to add? Yeah, just a few quick points. I thought, like, compared to 20 years ago, the amount of letter mail has been reduced because of email. That's my point number one. Um, is I have a couple friends that have worked for the post office as letter carriers, and I myself have worked Christmas help you know, on two two different uh, seasons a long time ago. I worked at the uh, the old uh, small arms uh, packaging at the end of Lakeshore and Dixie, and I also worked at Gateway sorting mail, sorting the W's. And I... I have a hard time believing that they have to work overtime. It's, from my understanding, from my friends, they always finish their routes within six hours, you know, the postal carriers, and they, and they got, always got paid for eight hours a day. I have a hard time believing that it takes them ten hours. But I just saw my postman today, and when he opened up his, his, little, his little panel truck, packages started spilling out onto the road. Okay, so, and, you, and your point is what about that? Well, I, I'm, I just wonder. It's it's really hard. I, I'm kind of against taking away their, you know, forcing them back to work only because this is the, a crucial time for them to, you know, to get, I guess, good wages and a bargaining. But it's always under the impression that didn't postal carriers, you don't have to be that educated, and, and, and you make a good wage starting out. And the conditions are really, really, really good. Okay. I have a hard time believing that this 57-year-old guy who must be in great shape after delivering mail for 41 years... He's 67, actually, right, Mike? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, thanks, thanks for the younger age. I'd appreciate it. Yeah, well, exactly. Maybe, maybe you come across as being much younger. Um, and and what, to that point, uh, there is an image out there that postal workers, they get their roots done quickly and off they go home. Um, so how do, you, how do you fight that? How do you get Canada Post and the federal government to see otherwise? Um, you know, to be quite honest, uh, 10 years ago, the job was a lot easier to do. You could finish in your eight hours, and uh, 
as it's built on averages, uh, some people would be faster, some people are slower. Um, you know, sure, you may be able to finish early in the summer, but in the winter, in on a day like today, you may be having to take more uh, stops to warm up, and you may work extra hours. But you know, our increase in our injury rate when I what I mentioned before. Yeah is that injury rate has been going up since they've gone to these new models of uh, within the last eight, nine years. Because it used to be had people just deliver parcels and somebody else just deliver letters. Now the same person delivers both, and, and it's this parcel issue that's it's causing the problem. Okay. Uh, and so the workday today is different than it was 10 years ago. And Adina, before we say goodbye to you as well, the Toronto chapter of CARP, A New Vision of Aging, where do you see uh, mail delivery going as as we age, as time moves on? Do you see it as the status quo? Do, do you see it evolving into a different kind of service? Well, we see that letters, uh, you know, may be declining, but packages and ordering and package delivery uh, are still very, very important. And I believe uh, that they're growing uh, parts of uh, uh, Canada Post. Um, but also, uh, you know, the touchstone, the people, uh, the members, the, the postal carriers and the workers uh, have relationships with their older clients. And we're an older demographic, and we're doubling over the next 10 to 20 years, and these are often important touch points for seniors who might become socially isolated. I thank you both for your time. Well, thank, thank you. you. Mike Duquette, president of the Scarborough Local of the Canadian Union of Postal Workers, and Adina LeBeau, president of the Toronto chapter of the Zoomers Group, CARP, A New Vision of Aging. And if you didn't get on today and you want to get in your two cents about Canada Post and whether the workers should be legislated back, don't forget Free for All Friday is coming up in a couple of days where you set the agenda. You decide what we talk about on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.